It is Joe and Sam till 5 o'clock, and then we got Astros at Yankee Stadium. We got the A's at Dodger Stadium. But right now, we've got a beef uh, with Aaron Rodgers and another quarterback already? It's in the top five. Take it away, Sam Hauser. It's time for the Hinkle Law Office's Top 5. Hinkle Law Office is representing motorcycle riders across New Mexico since 1990. Visit HinkleLawOffices.com. Take it away, Sam Hauser. All right, as we start with who's in, who's out, it's who's in, it's what's in, and New Mexico State cannot escape the whack. Even in their first full season, they are ready to go. They are officially members of Conference USA, I believe as of July 1st, but they are in Conference USA. This is not, you know, waiting till 24, 25, they're it's in. It's on. It's on. But the two conferences getting together for a scheduling alliance, talking about Conference USA and the WAC. So, New Mexico State's still going to play some of their old conference this rivals. This isn't hoops. We're talking about basketball. this partnership between U- Conference USA and, and the WAC and these, these games outside of the conferences, but an agreement between... Two conferences. Why not? It's blowing my mind here, Sam, but I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, why not? When you're two smaller conferences, you need all the help that you can get. I mean, we've heard even uh, Coach Richard Patino talk about, you know, even in the Mountain West, sometimes some of the non-conference scheduling can be a challenge. So if you have an opportunity to make <laughs> life easier on yourself, I mean, it's why they moved to Conference USA in the first place. No, it's a great idea. Sounds like a great idea to me. Um, yeah, so just going back to, hey, People, the Conference USA is here for the Aggies. I mean, you know, their ups and downs with Conference, the Sun Belt, this, that, and the other. Uh, the independent years, I mean, I, I think it's great for their program, especially on the heels of what they did last year, for them uh, to join a conference. So, you know, you know, these are not household uh, football programs, but in that conference, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, Louisiana Tech, UTEP, uh, which is a rival for them, uh, Sam Houston, and uh, Florida International. I mean, I just, I just like the fact that the Aggies are are, are stabilized in a conference for football. We all know that they're going to open up against UMass on uh, Saturday the 26th, I think the first day of college football, maybe the first game. It's going to be on ESPN. Uh, so anyway, uh, but man, it's hard not to to like look at that September 16th date at University Stadium, That's Sam. Right. Uh, should be juicy. It'll ma- match up uh, with the, uh, the Lobos. Looking forward to that. So yeah, all right. It's here. So people just, if they're wondering when it was going to happen. It is on like Donkey Kong. What else there, Sam? All right, well, speaking of the Aggies, this has not been confirmed by New Mexico State. This okay. basketball scheduling not been has. Confirmed. This has not been confirmed, but our buddy Rocco Miller throwing out more scheduling news again. He was the one that had the initial reporting on the scheduled dates between the Lobos and Aggies for men's basketball. He's got more for us today reporting that New Mexico State has a November 6th date set up at Rupp Arena to play John Calipari and the Wildcats. How about that? I mean, their football team, uh, they actually don't have as many of those uh, pay games as they have had in the past, and that's the benefit of being in a conference. You don't need them they, anymore. They, they, well, they, got, they need one. Uh, that's uh, Saturday, November 18th. Uh, Auburn uh, is yeah. the, the Aggies are, are going to play Auburn. That's but a lot of times they had three of those games a year, right? Uh, so Usually three in a row. 
<laughs> no kidding. Uh, how they got through all that those years, I, I'll never know. But um, anyway, they uh, they're back playing, and uh, I, this this basketball matchup. Uh, at Kentucky, I, I know you'd rather have a home and home, but in this case, there's probably a, a nice price tag attached, a little bit of money for their hoop program, and uh, we'll see how quickly they can rebuild there. In in normal years, you'd be like, you know, hey, let's see what happens with the Aggies. You know, I mean, been a competent team with this got a lot of transition, but one way or the other, Rupp Arena here they come in November. If uh, this report is, again, correct, from Rocco, uh, we have not c- confirmed it, but Rocco's been pretty solid as a rock All right, what else, Samuel? Been hanging around Scott too much. <laughs> All right, we're going to just slide on past that one and look at the Pro Football Hall of Fame game tonight. But rather than going through the bios of who's in the Hall of Fame and looking at competent NFL players, Let's talk about who's going to play some quarterback tonight because it's not Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. No, and no, and nobody de- expects that. Um, you know, like I said, the the total points in the game in Vegas is thirty three, so it's not like they're expecting fireworks for just tonight. the Jets, right? No, no, that's for both teams. Wow, oopsie. Uh, yeah, they're expecting. Uh, what would that be like a seventeen sixteen game? Yeah, seventeen yeah, sixteen game. So not a lot of fireworks expected. You never know. So who's playing quarterback? I'm actually dying to find this out. And this is one of the reminders. This is another game we have to play this time of year. Of this person's on this team and get ready for it. Josh Dobbs likely going to be the starter for the Browns tonight. Joshua Dobbs, excuse me. Let's call him by his full proper name, Joshua Dobbs. Tennessee Volunteers played the last two regular season games for the Titans last year, including Week 18 when they had the AFC South Division Championship on the line. Josh Dobbs now in Cleveland. His backup going to be Kellen Mond, who last appeared in an NFL game in 2021 and threw three passes for the Vikings. Dude, okay, so let's dive into this a little. Okay, you let everybody know Josh Dobbs went to Tennessee. Okay, Kellen Mond, you just talked about how he hadn't been out and about. I'm going to guess that Kellen Mond played his college football at Stanford. Am I right? Uh, wrong conference. <laughs> so the answer is no. Okay. What, what, yeah, it's not out west. Where did Kellen Mond play? I'm not going to go any further than that. I was, it was a bad guess with Stanford. Played for what should have been Kevin Sumlin or right around there, Texas A&M. A&M. I do remember the name. I do remember the name, Sam. All right. So uh, we know what's going on. Uh, Josh Roberts and, and uh, excuse me, Joshua Dobbs, Kellen Mond, and then uh, the Jets, uh, they lost Mike White, one of your faves uh, in the backup. Uh, you know, you're such, you got all these different backup quarterbacks that you like to follow. But anyway, he's gone. He gone. What's going on with the Jets? I can't believe... Zach Wilson will be relegated to playing in the first of four preseason games. There's there's no way. As much grief as he took, he was still a first-round pick and had like great numbers coming out of BYU. Is he slated to start this game tonight? Zach Wilson oh, the is the Jets starter for the, for the Hall of Fame game. Zach Wilson is the Jets starter. Zach Wilson, who has a bigger salary cap number than Aaron Rodgers this year. That, that don't It doesn't surprise me the way this stuff works. Uh, yeah, uh, kept expecting him to finally click, and he did not click at all. Okay, but I don't I don't think he's going to be in there long. Who is who's behind uh, who's behind um, uh, Zach, Wilson. Zach Wilson? And uh, I want to know uh, 
where he went to college. Okay, so his backup is a guy named Tim Boyle, who's three fourths of the way to the NFC North bingo card. He's played for the Packers, the Bears, and the Lions. Now making his way over to the Jets. Jets. He'll be the backup. Uh, Tim Boyle out of. I'm going to say. I'm going to guess. Okay. It's an Irish name. I'm going to just say. Did he play for Boston College? You're in the right region. He played for UConn. Okay. Oh, well, I was close. Yeah, you were close that time. He played for UConn and then finished his career at Eastern Kentucky. Oh, wasn't kind of whiffed on that one. All right. Thanks for giving us a pretty good preview for tonight. Uh, what to watch and what to not watch. All right. Who's out, Sam? Well, speaking of the Lions, season tickets at Ford Field are out. The hype Sold train. Sold out. The hype train barreling down the highway there in Detroit City. The Lions announced season tickets are sold out for the first time since they played in the Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> That's been a while. I, I that, And that was Bar- a Barry C- Sanders type of uh, run when they were Lions got hot. But, but, man, I haven't heard Pontiac Silverdome in a long time. It was just fun to drop. I had it in my notes, and the way it's being oh, described is yeah. first time since they moved to Ford Field. But it's way funnier to just say the Pontiac Silverdome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for that, Sam. Uh, I like where you go with that kind of stuff. All right. Um, so they're uh, out, meaning sold out. A lot of people excited about, you know, the number one offensive coordinator in the league. What's his name again? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, a lot going on in Detroit uh, for for that whole stuff. Again, pro football focus. This is courtesy of pro football focus. Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, ranked as their number one OC in the NFL this year. That'll put butts in the seats, man. But they never so that means they never sold out for any Calvin Johnson years because at that point Lions fans were already protesting anyway. Right, right. They were wearing bags over their head. All right, what's number four, Sammy? Well, real missed opportunity going on this week in the world of golf. The Wyndham Championship next up on the PGA Tour. They're playing in Greensboro, North Carolina with no Wyndham Clark in the field. It's the same name, the same spelling as the hotel chain sponsoring this tournament, but Wyndham Clark's not in the field because he's a little busy these days. Wyndham Clark's getting himself uh, into, in, into some territory of maybe getting a little bit of a big head. I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting or reporting anything, but he was named this week to the Ryder Cup team. He, Wyndham Clark, who nobody had heard of, won a major championship, and now he's going to be on the Ryder Cup team. Zach Johnson. Uh, yeah. Choosing Wyndham Clark. Uh, is he replacing Justin Thomas? I mean, we know that Thomas is out of the mix. Gotta be. It's it's very likely at this point. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up because there's been there was a change this year. There was a new change to the PGA Tour FedEx Cup playoffs. Where last year Justin Thomas would have got in. As of right now, Justin Thomas would miss the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that just goes to show you how. Again, the mighty have fallen, Sam. What is number three? Three. By the way, we'll mention uh, Russell Henley, the leader after the first round. He's got a one-shot lead. He is eight under. Adam Scott hanging back there as well. But this goes to golf as well, even though we're bringing the two worlds together of golf in the NFL. Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Aaron Rodgers, who... I'll give you that one. That was a good call. He might be living a little bit rent-free in my head these days. But the two of them are now division rivals. They'll play each other twice a year. Things are already cranking up. They played against each other a while back at the at a Pro-Am at Pebble Beach. They played against each other in that one. Aaron Rodgers won the event. Josh Allen finished four shots behind him. 
Now Josh Allen's saying that Aaron Rodgers may have been sandbagging the entire field. He went on the Pardon My Take Barstool podcast and said that Aaron Rodgers had a 10 handicap at that tournament when it's a lot closer to about three. I, I brought that up. You remember we brought that up? You did, yeah. I, I, I did. And uh, that's a little bit of a, a hit below the bowel there. When you're calling somebody a sandbag, I mean, Rodgers played very good in uh, Tahoe, okay? Uh, so, And this is the one that he's talking about that it was at Pebble Beach. This is the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Yeah, the Pro-Am where yeah. these handicaps are factored in. You get to play with the Pro and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I I thought, and you know, I said this on this program that I didn't believe that he was a twenty. Okay, it just doesn't make any sense. Is he a beginner? I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers for goodness sake. And he so, won, yeah, he won the tournament. It, uh, right. So if you Google Aaron Rodgers, you know, golf index. I think that's the well. I think that's what we're supposed to call it now, right? The somebody's golf index. If you put that into the Google machine, it has been reported that at Green Bay Country Club. His index was a three. Yeah, I mean, and it's a long way between a three and a ten. Okay, yeah. you got, you know, if you're a three and, you know, you hadn't played for a few months, you all of a sudden don't become a ten. Uh, you may drop to a four, five max, but uh, a three never becomes a ten unless they have, like, some sort of major injury. So that is interesting. Uh, all or right. unless he borrows my clubs. Yeah, there you go. Well, that yeah, that wouldn't help him. All right, what's number two, Sammy? Well, in a follow-up to yesterday's story about names getting attached to the betting allegations around Iowa and Iowa State, the Racing and Gaming Commission of the state of Iowa released a statement today to the Associated Press saying that it does not have any information that would suggest there was any game-fixing going on by the athletes involved that were making these bets. So at least that's something that we can put to the side because anytime there's, goodness for that. there's a scandal, that's the first thing that's going to come up. They'll banish the program. I mean, like, yeah. Arizona State was the last one to really have those allegations against him was when Bill Frieder, the former Michigan coach, was the head coach down there, and it just devastated the Arizona State basketball program. So good to hear that there's no evidence of what was... Now, of the Alabama baseball coach who was, like, not pitching guys, you know, when he had the money on the other team and all that kind of stuff, that's a whole other story, but... He, he, okay, and and we got into this. Uh, the quarterback again, is Deckers. Deckers. Okay, he, he placed an ast- astronomical number of bets, and for more than twenty nine hundred and seventy seven dollars. So you know, yeah, I mean, they, they did the whole, and and he and he did more than twenty five hundred dollars or twenty nine hundred dollars or something uh, in seventy seven twenty nine seventy seven. But the point I'm trying to make is we averaged it out it was seven dollars and eighty five cents. Uh, her bet and and I can't see anybody like throwing games to try to get somebody to win a seven dollar and sixty five cent. You would bet. like to think, and fortunately, that is not the case. No, it, it is not the case. But I'm glad that none of that was attached to all this because there's plenty more to come uh, on this as well. All right, what is numero uno there, Sam? Well, the national spotlight continues. I'm going to turn the music down here for this one. The national spotlight continuing here for the New Mexico State Athletic Department. Uh, Myron Metcalf of ESPN putting out the reporting on this one after obtaining the arbitration documents 
from former men's basketball coach Greg Heyer in the university. They went into arbitration because Greg Heyer was fired without cause or fired with cause, which means they don't have to pay him. So they go into arbitration. What comes out of those documents is Greg Heyer saying that he did not know about hazing allegations within the program when he was fired and that he's accusing the school of firing him because it needed a, quote, sacrificial lamb after a series of incidents. Okay, and you've got Jeff Grammer's story up, right? Yes. Uh, from earlier today, and, you know, we, we see that, you know, the, the whole thing about being a sacrificial lamb, and, you know, he's like, I see nothing and all that kind of stuff. When he, th- There's a part in Jeff's story where uh, Hire is quoted. There's been so many, so many... Uh, so much discussion about how Mike Peake was in that fight down there in Las Cruces on film, yeah. and a week or so later was on the bus coming to Albuquerque to play, and that was like at the heart of this whole conflict that happened at the UNM campus, let's face it. So a lot of people were like, what the heck? Um, how could you not have suspended him based on what was on that horrendous video? Well, there's a couple of quotes in that story from Jeff Grammer today, Albuquerque Journal, uh, that doesn't uh, look favorably on, according to Greg Heyer, okay, let's make that clear. This is Greg Heyer, okay, saying this, but go ahead. Yeah, and and Jeff is noting that this also comes from the initial ESPN report from Myron Medcalf. Heyer said the athletic director, quote-unquote, smiled and said the video showed NMSU players, quote-unquote, whooping up on some Lobos. Heyer alleges that he was blocked from suspending Peak or other players for their roles in the brawl. That's the reporting from ESPN. And that's inferring, like, Greg Heyer is, like, saying, hey, uh, if it would have been up to me, uh, I would have disciplined those players. But the AD that I talked to said, you know, hey, come over. It's laughing, right? It, it, it wasn't that in that story? That uh, 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 Smiled was the word that was okay, used. Okay, okay, uh, smiled. That they, uh, Greg, uh, Greg Heyer said the athletic director smiled and said the video showed NMSU players whooping up on some logos. Yeah, that, that it would be horrendous if that is true. And we don't know if any of this is true. We we don't, and it's it's sad because this could have gone away. I mean, Greg Heyer did get a new job now. It's at the Mineral junior, something or other. Yeah, junior it's at the college. junior college level, but he did get a new job. And understanding that he still wants his money and he wants to try to clear his name, now you're smearing... Uh, Mario Mocha's name through the mud in the process when we don't know what's true and what's not. Right, but you see, at the heart of it, yeah, Greg Heyer did get a job in Missouri at a junior college making a, a lot less money, and what he's saying is the results of what happened to him uh, at New Mexico State is going to uh, cost him uh, like a huge amount of money over the course of his career, and I would say that would be correct. I mean, how, uh, you know, he probably didn't get catch that much scrutiny does it it has where he's going to college i said something about me i know it's missouri i know it's a junior college and i know it has the word mineral in it you yeah no you are correct use the head coach at mineral area college uh there trying to find uh where this is mineral area college in park hills missouri yeah yes. oh, okay so that, that kind of tells you uh everything you know about um Going from New Mexico State, which isn't Kentucky, but uh, that that whole thing. So this is going to continue, and uh, man, those it 
If, if this is just the iceberg, a tip of the iceberg, it, it could get ugly. All right. We're only here till uh, 5 o'clock. We got to get out of here uh, just for this segment. When we come back, though, uh, we are going to uh, talk a little bit uh, more about these stories with Greg Heyer and maybe even touch on a little New Mexico United before we get out of here. Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.